The coronavirus of 2020 has undoubtedly impacted everyone worldwide. Throughout the crisis, I recorded a few episodes to help businesses adjust. This is an unprecedented time, and many of us face uncertainty, fear, doubt, and the permanent closure of our businesses while others survived. The key to it all is how we respond in times of crisis. How resilient are we as entrepreneurs? Enjoy this special series. And welcome back to On The Mic with Dr. Race, the Global Mentor Coach, and you're listening to Business Basics. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow your business. There's a lot going on in America right now, and the threat of retaliatory practices is among them. Recently, the U.S. requested China to close its embassy in Texas, and China responded with their own request for the U.S. to close its embassy in Wuhan. Aside from this, the rest of the world has closed their borders to the U.S., citing our government's mishandling of the COVID-19 virus. With all this tit-for-tat going on, is there a wonder if America has the dexterity to last? As a business, How are you to maneuver? I've talked about pivoting in your business before. And back when the virus outbreak started, I shared some tips on that, as well as some COVID-19 resources. Now there's a different kind of pivot that may be available to you. What do you think the likelihood of our import-export declining will be? I believe it's very likely that countries will temporarily cease to import export goods and services with the U.S., citing concerns over COVID-19 and the fact that it can be transported on the surfaces of goods. And with the ceasing of goods will come services. How do you get ahead of this? For years, American businesses have outsourced production of goods. Now is the time to seize the opportunity to produce goods in America but also create jobs for Americans. Now you may be wondering where you should begin. Well, let's take a look at the countries we trade the most with, and then we can look at some of the leading products the U.S. imports. Now, by no means is this exhaustive, but this is an opportunity somewhere for you to start, like a starting point. You gotta do your own research. You gotta get out there, take a look for yourself. But this is just a little starting point for you to get the wheels turning on what you can do to pivot and get ahead of what may be coming uh, coming up. Now, it should come as no surprise to learn that our leading import country is China, followed by Mexico and Canada. Coming in fourth is Japan, followed by Germany and Switzerland and South Korea. As far as exports are concerned, we export to Canada, Mexico, China, Japan, the UK, Germany, and South Korea in that order. Now, what are we importing? Everything from machinery, and that includes computers, to equipment, vehicles, mineral fuels, that includes oil, pharmaceuticals, optical, technical, and medical apparatuses, furniture, bedding, lighting, signs, prefab buildings, plastics, plastic articles, gems, precious metals. And when we say precious metals, it's primarily gold um, or most likely gold, but not limited to that. And organic chemicals. Now, as for exports, it's a, you know, it's slightly different, not as many, but It's everything from refined petroleum, aircraft parts, integrated circuits, crude petroleum, and commodities. Now, 
What does this mean for you? It means a lot. Is there any way you can shift your business's operation to tap into one or more of these products? Because if the world clamps down and stops trading or slows their trading with the U.S., we will still need these items. Who is going to provide them? On the other hand, if your business is outside the U.S., there's opportunity for you as well. There's untapped potential for you to grow your business into a global import-export brand based off the U.S.'s misfortune alone. You've got to think about how you can make adversity work in your favor. What if none of this happens? Does this does this still mean you can't take advantage of it? Absolutely not. You should always keep your options open because we have no idea, absolutely no idea what will happen or how things will develop over the next few months. The world is most certainly watching the U.S. closely and trade relations have been a complete nightmare for the past few years since our current administration took office. If we continue on this path, even if countries don't cite COVID-19, they can cite other reasons for pulling away from the U.S. This can still be a win-win. As a business owner, you have to see the possibilities and start weighing the costs now. It doesn't mean you need to act on it. It just means you need to be prepared in case it comes to it. So what does this look like? Okay, at the beginning of COVID, we saw where, for instance, <clears throat> people in the fashion industry started making PPE equipment. They went to town making masks and now like Christian Siriano led the way in New York. Now he's got grant money to continue to provide PPE equipment for New Yorkers. It's insane how, okay, he had a staff, he had materials, he had all of the equipment necessary. So instead of making gowns and clothing, just traditional clothing, he started making masks. Easy pivot. Other manufacturers shifted and started making hand sanitizer. So I can't produce what I normally produce, but guess what? I got all of this equipment sitting here. It's not going anywhere. People aren't working. It's just dry. We need this. So guess what? What can you solve with your business? So they started making hand sanitizer. What was the immediate need and how did people shift? I've seen where people have had delivery companies um, who normally deliver medical supplies and things like that. They're still doing that, but they did it for private doctor's offices. Now they're expanding. Some of these people had trucks that just sitting around. So they turned those into delivery companies as well, doing personal shopping because it's a need, especially for people who are at risk. So minimal cost for some of these people. For others, it's a greater cost. It's a greater expense 
because it's not always easy to be able to change a manufacturing facility to be able to accommodate. So um, for instance, in the food industry, when it comes to cheese and some other products that we see commercially, it's not easy to shift your production when it comes to the size and how things are packaged. It's expensive. But one of the challenges in with, with food particularly was in the fact that there wasn't enough on the shelf for traditional retail because the bulk of what was purchased when it came to food was in restaurant, bulk purchases, bulk sizes. But how many times do you see a big old block of bulk cheese that you slice yourself in the grocery store? Very rarely. But sliced cheese, lunch meat, stuff like that was flying off the shelf. Why? Because children are home. Families need ways to be able to provide meals. So it looks like this is more of a long-term situation. Is it worth the expense to shift your operation from bulk to meaning commercial to residential? I'd say so. Because we're talking about at least three years down the road. So guess what's going to happen? Are you going to make up those costs? Absolutely, you're going to make up those costs. Because restaurants aren't buying at the same volume that they were before. Universities are not open the same way. Campuses are clo- they're online. So guess what? Even if you do have... Um, students who are leave, an on-campus population and you're providing food. You're not still not providing at the same level that you were prior to COVID. So guess what? Purchases for campus dining is reduced. Folks are home. Students who have apartments on campus, they're not trying to sit here to figure out how to slice up a block of cheese. They're not trying to figure out how they're going to slice up a block of of lunch meat. I don't care if it's turkey, chicken, roast beef, ham. They're not trying to figure that out. They're absolutely not trying to figure that out. Everybody doesn't have a commercial grade slicer. Or any type of, or mandolin at home. They don't have that. And they're not trying to make that investment. So what is it worth it to your business to shift and pivot? So these are ideas, concepts of other ways that you can pivot in your business. The writing may not be on the wall, but there's a strong possibility that this could happen. It really, really is. What's wrong with American Made? You still may have to get the supplies from other countries. But what happens if you still can't get the supplies? Who's gonna provide the supplies to manufacture and produce all of the things we need as far as the equipment? Farmers are still going to need tractors. They're still going to need rakes. They're still gonna need shovels. They're still gonna need hoes. They're still gonna, they need all of the stuff they need to, to maintain that farm fertilizer, all that stuff. They're still going to need that. 
Computers, still gonna need all the parts. Still gonna need motherboards. Still gonna need circuits. Still gonna need cameras. All of the things that you need to make a computer, to put a computer together, whether it's a laptop or a cell phone, because all that is is a mini miniature computer in your hand that you can make calls on. All of the things that we need for our creature comforts, all of the things that the things that we purchase, televisions, radios, all of these things we still need. We still need a fan in some places because what if your AC goes out? You still need a fan. Windows. Screens. Beds. Furniture. These things we still need. Well, what does it take to put furniture together? You still need cotton, foam padding, material to cover it with, especially if you're talking about a sofa, mattresses. Think about all of the different elements that are used to create the products that we use every single day. Can your business provide, maybe not the overall product, but can your business provide any of the materials necessary to create that end product? How easy will it be to shift to that? If it's complicated, what's, what can you work? What are the kinks that you can work out? There's so much going on in IT with all of these different platforms. And, you know, you've got all of this, you know, cyber security issues. You got cyber threats. You have all these different things. Can your business come up with a way to solve the cyber issues that we have today and in the future? Is there anybody on your IT staff that has the innovation that your business can pivot into that can solve the problems? See, the key about business is what's a problem that exists and how can we position ourselves to solve it and solve it the best way possible and lead the way in our industry? I know it sounds simple because it is, but implementing it is something completely different because we're in a time now that as soon as we pivot, we might have to pivot again because there's so much unknown happening right now amidst this global pandemic. Add in the racial tension that's happening, not just in the U.S., but globally, you have another element, another layer so as you pivot how can you add social change to your agenda and genuinely want to add social change i did a show earlier about ben and jerry's because i'm telling you right now you cannot add a social change element just for pr and 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 not really be about social change 
Ben and Jerry's has literally from its foundation created a culture of social change. Everything about their business, their business model has been about initiatives surrounding the social change issues that they believe in. You, you cannot and do not want to add a social change element to your business as a buzzword or a marketing ploy because it will backfire on you it's been it's been happening to other companies this whole time i still have people sending me things about uh pr stories when pr goes wrong the nfl is a perfect example of this we've seen over the past couple of years the issues with them um hobby lobby is another one there's so many that are out there that you can point to that have had some challenges that have struggled with PR. And when I say PR goes wrong, I'm talking about PR goes wrong, but Ben and Jerry's nailed it. Why? Because they spoke from the heart and it was exactly who they are as a business. So when you start talking about pivoting and adding a social, uh, a social change component to your business, You've got to think about how all of this comes together. So as you start pivoting as an American business, a big COVID-19, you know, there are some lots of different opportunities out here for you. You've got to figure out how to properly leverage your business for you. If your business is outside of the U.S., there's still opportunity for you as well. You can absolutely position yourself as a global import-export um, brand. Like You can really solidify yourself in the global marketplace if you position yourself right and you pay attention to what's going on. What's happening as it relates to global import exports? Where are some gaps that you can fill in? It's, it's really about getting where you fit in, but do it early enough in the market that you can get ahead of everybody else and solidify yourself. But doing so, you gotta make sure you do it with excellence. You, you can't come across with foolishness and, and a subpar service. That's not gonna fly right now. People are looking for dependable, reliable businesses. They're looking for that quality service. They're looking for that quality product. All of that has to be there from beginning to end. You've got to think about the customer experience. Go back and listen to that particular episode because every phase of your business has to have that it factor. It's critical right now. You've got to know what the market demands. What are people looking for? What are they crying out for? And be able to maneuver in this, in this current global climate. There's so much happening and it's happening so quickly and you've got to be able to pivot just as quickly. Thanks for listening to On The Mic with Dr. Race, the global mentor coach. If you like this podcast, make sure you like and share it. I appreciate your support so very much. If there are topics you'd like me to cover or if you need a business coach, you can email me at info at globalmentorcoach.com. Again, that's info at globalmentorcoach.com. Again, thanks for tuning in with me, Dr. Race, the Global Mentor Coach. Remember to spread lots of love and light. Until next time.